Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. You, Linda. Hello, hello. We be live on podcast. I don't even know what that means. And uh, people are clamoring to get in the streets. And the far right is saying Bill Gates should be arrested. So things are normal. Things are back to normal in the United States. Just the way they should be. <laughs> it's very nice that we allow people to just say, Bill, where were they when flying windows in the Monopoly were around? When I was saying arrest Bill Gates. Now I'm like, we need more Bill Gates. I didn't know you were for that. So I guess we all start out at one end of the spectrum. But can you imagine showing up at a rally to say arrest Bill Gates at this point in... Uh, in the pandemic. That's a very strange a thing ass to backwards. say. A little bass. Speaking of ass backwards, we have a guy named Slutsky on the pod. That's a first. That is the first sure one. Was, yeah. I'm sure he got no jokes in high school. What Probably nothing. Yeah. No one put two and nah, two together in high school. I don't think so. Probably not. It's Adam Slutsky. I just like saying it. It's got a good ring to it. It'd be like Knutsky, you know. <laughs> yeah. Lou Knutsky. So we've got Adam Slutsky, who, uh, dude, this is hilarious. Came up with movie phone. You see the voice? I want to bring, yeah, and the company. And the movie phone. Yeah, when you talk right? to him, it's just hilarious. That's great. It's just like the Seinfeld episode. And I'm trying to get him to bring it back. I want to, I want to start Netflix phone. Where we just, you call me and I say what I like on Netflix. And by the way, all times, whatever you like, it's Netflix. <laughs> Put it on whatever the fuck you like, midnight. <laughs> Can't sleep, Netflix phone. Exactly. You just call Howie and I just tell you what's on. The uh, Any time of the day, I'll give you the phone number a little yeah, later Yeah, I'm on. just digging into Homeland season 72. And they're all in their <laughs> 90s now, solving crimes around the world, terrorist crimes. <laughs> yeah, she, was, she couldn't find a Depends in Afghanistan, so that was a uh, whole, new, whole <laughs> new drama. All right. Anyways, once you say Slutsky once, just you can't, you can't focus. So uh, anyway, so he has a plant... Based. He's gone from movie phone. Anyways, he had uh, heart problems. Kind of like what I'm going to have because I've had four, bacon 45 days in a row. Mm-hmm. Can it? Um, I if you see, survived I could, 40 days I, I, Am I looking a little gray? I feel fantastic. I you think look bacon's great, good for you. man. I think bacon's yeah. good for you. Your hair's getting a little long, but other than that, you look great. Yeah, now when I wear a hat, it actually looks like I even have hair still, even when I have a hat on. It's coming around the corners, the bush. <laughs> so speaking of bush manscape, protect the family jewels. We see what I snuck in that? You did. Okay. Uh, but manscaped.com, everybody, uh, 20% off and free shipping if you use social leverage. It's one of our portfolio companies on Fuego. And um, SecFi, one of my portfolio companies, wrote me some copy and, uh, and, and uh, in the pre-wealth category. So they are our sponsor this month. That's pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah. Appreciate that. Sec-Fi. Actually paying you. Yes. You know, Knut's got a business. Pay me through the company. Yeah, yeah. No one said when you graduated with an MBA, you'd be uh, no, 50 didn't. years old, unemployed, and doing a podcast. Yeah. We're both unemployed, underemployed, like the rest of America. Underemployed. By the way, yes. if the rally came here, I think I'd be interested in going. You think so? To see how many people, who my neighbors want to put Bill Gates in jail during the pandemic. This one's a mind Mystery. blow. Especially Absolutely. with that fat fuck Alex Jones. Just a psycho. 
<laughs> it's just sad that we have that much time on our hands. I know. And we'll just keep mailing those people checks, so they're probably happy. 1200 bucks a month. Let's hope so. All right. So uh, Slutsky, not to be confused with Knutsky, is on the phone, right? Knutsky. And uh, so we're going to call Adam. He's working on, he had some heart problems or health problems, and then he got into plant-based food, and now he has a plant-based fund. And so I was introducing him by John Borthwick, who's uh, a really good investor and friend of mine in New York, Betaworks founder. Um, I was looking for new fund managers to both uh, invest and share with some of my LPs. We're looking for a unique new markets because I do fintech and I'm pretty narrow in what I do. Anyways, food fascinates me, right? Even in this pandemic now with delivery. So we have, I have so many questions for Adam. And um, so we'll get, we'll get him on the phone in one sec. But first, uh, this episode, this one currently you're listening to, is brought to you by SecFi, the first pre-wealth management platform for startup employees and shareholders. A lot of my listeners have both stock options or investment in companies and startups that are both fast growing and rocket ships. And you're sitting on shares that won't be liquid anytime soon. If you need help exercising stock options or getting cash against your stock, SecFi is the best option out there. If you're young and work for a rocket ship, you have a responsibility to take care of your pre-wealth. Don't bury your head in the sand. Doing nothing with your equity is the worst decision you can make. So whether you're looking to secure cash to exercise your options, diversify your assets, or buy your dream house, SecFi is here to ensure that your company's success also becomes yours. To find out more, visit SecFi.com. That's S-E-C-F-I.com. Tell them how we sent you. But if you want to call me, I'll get you with the company as well. But you can go to the site. Very easy calculator to do this stuff. People need to focus on their assets. And this is one of young people's biggest assets is their options. Anyways, let's get uh, Adam on the phone. Thanks, SecFi. Dr. Slutsky. How are you? This is Howard. I know who it is because it didn't sound like Canute. Hello, what time I'm is... I'm here as well. Huh? I'm what, here as well. as well. Oh my God, this is great. <laughs> what time can I go see... What was the name of the show I was just talking about, Canute? Um, Homeland. Homeland. What time is that on today, movie oh, phone? Yeah, yeah, we're doing movie phone jokes now. <laughs> but, oh, better yeah, than... Be fun. There was many Slutsky jokes before you even got on the air here. Yeah, all right. So, well, so, so Adam, um, yeah. where, where were you born? Uh, I was born in White Plains Hospital in White Plains, New York. And, and that's not that's not New Jersey. That's New York. That's in New York. Okay, so tell people today, Adam, what you are working on, what you're up to. Um, Gather Ventures is providing capital and entrepreneurial experience to founders of plant-based businesses. Um, I think one of the most valuable things that we can do for human health and our planet is to do more to accelerate the shift away from animal-based foods and towards plant-based foods. And when did you get that religion? Ooh, um, it came in pieces. Um, well, how the, old are you? Are you my? Are you over fifty? Yes, I'm fifty-six. Wow, you got good hair for fifty-six. Yeah, they said really good hair for fifty-three. <laughs> Really? So 53 to 50, I'm off track, but 53 is like it. So That's I'm, what I've been told. That's what I, I've been I, told. I have to tell you that uh, I'm 54 and last yeah. year saw a serious deterioration. So you're saying I got a couple more really horrible years ahead of me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may not be able to finish this interview. Can no, you in three or four years, Howard, the only thing you'll have is a little bit of an eyebrow and some scraggly hairs on the bottom of your ear. That's well, about it. The real problem is I have my nervous tick is pulling my eyebrow hair out. So, <laughs> so I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Basically, I'm going to have two eyebrow hairs and like three ear hairs and walking around <laughs> doing deals. It's not attractive. So You're, a, you're an attractive man. <laughs> so... All right. So, so what you, I get really religious. So, um, in I'm 56. When I was 42, I was very lucky to find out through a non-invasive new procedure um, that I already had heart disease. Um, though there's why no would you have disease. found out that way? So I used to uh, sit on the advisory board at Canyon Ranch, the big oh Tucson spas. Yep, in yep. Tucson, and then. Berkshires and boats and all the other stuff. And uh, the founder there, Mel Zuckerman, had this great idea. He wanted everybody on the advisory board to go through this new program that they were going to create at the ranch called an executive health assessment. Sure. And it was kind of like, I think, what we hope the President of the United States goes through at Walter Reed every year. Uh-huh. So it was a very intense physical, and this is about 2004, 2005. And the last test we took... Uh, was something then called a CT scan of the heart to get what was then called an Agatston score. Mm-hmm. Named for Arthur Agatston, cardiologist down, who did the South Beach diet later on in life as well. Mm-hmm. And um, it was non-invasive. They would kind of just kind of use a little bit of radiation from the CT, and you could very, very quickly see whether or not there was any calcium in this area of your body, in your, in your chest, where mm-hmm. your heart is, um, and there shouldn't be any calcium there but for the rib cage. And Agatston was able to do a lot of work on it and ultimately figure out a way that we could see that there is calcium. And if there is calcium in someone's uh, coronary arteries, the calcium is the byproduct of plaque. Um, and so it was a proxy for knowing if there was already plaque in someone's heart without being invasive. Mm. Uh, I had that exam, and at that, on that day, I'll never forget it, they had already gone through two days of testing, and they said, oh, my God, you're, you know, you're 42, but you're, your body's really acting like a 32-year-old, and you have enormous uh, fitness abilities, and your bloods are great, and you're, you're, you're never going to get arthritis, and your bone density is terrific. And then they looked at this last thing and said, but we got a problem. Um, you're in the bottom 2% of men 40 to 50 in terms of the amount of buildup of plaque in your heart. Huh. Um, and there's a 95% chance you're going to have a heart attack or stroke within five years. Bingo. And I, and wow. I was like, what? So talk about getting religious. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the beginning of the journey. Um, what ended up happening is that was 2005. There was really... There's nothing. Not, that's right. There was, not, there was not a lot of real hard data on other than, you know, everybody saying eat your veggies mm-hmm. uh, about how much we actually could shift uh, or change or improve conditions such as heart disease through what you eat, especially through whole food, uh, plant-based products. And But what happened was between then and 2011, I'd say, a lot of stuff did come out, right? So there was a very big documentary called Forks Over Knives. There was a New York Times bestselling book called The China Study. And all these things were beginning to show a lot of information that looked like people that are generally consuming more plants generally have fewer problems, in particular, a much lower amount of heart disease. And uh, I was never symptomatic. I never had any pain, nothing. And then, um, sure enough, in about 2012, 2013, I was taking a stress test, which I did every year to kind of monitor outside without going invasive how far the disease was progressing. 
And though I had no symptoms at all, no throbbing, no angina, no like pulsing down my leg or anything like that, my blood cholesterol was always in a very good range. No inflammation in my blood or anything else. The stress test looked like uh, under a sonogram that my left ventricle was really struggling. And that was on a Friday. That Monday morning, we went with a catheter into my femoral and into my heart. And sure enough, the largest artery in my heart, the LAD, uh, was about 90% completely blocked. Um, this One of the other large arteries called the first diagonal was about 85% blocked. The right coronary artery was 60% blocked. Um, so they dropped in a couple of stents. On that day, I went 100% plant-based. And I also actually reduced my oil intake quite a lot um, because there are studies that say if you already have heart disease, um, even though moderate oil is good for most people, for me, it doesn't appear to be beneficial. So Garrett got really religious 2013, and uh, I had the idea for Gather, I guess, about 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just took two years to figure out how the heck am I going to take commercial advantage of what I think will be an underlying shift in how people consume food yeah. and make the world a better now place. Now it's a tidal wave of info coming at me as yeah. I as I am on. So so you're saying as a 54 year old, not a really healthy guy. I mean, I have ear hair, one eyebrow. Uh, I've done 45 days of bacon in a row. Recommended or not? Not recommended. No, it's not there. Yeah, what do you know? Uh, not recommended. I, I mean, you know, part out. Ellen's going to listen to this. I think you'd be better off with some Gigandes and some, you know. <laughs> Literally, have had four. This is this pandemic is going to kill me. Ellen bought so much bacon. I don't know why. Yeah. She, just, she just bought truckloads of bacon. I, well, I've never had bacon at home in my the, life. I'm cooking yeah, bacon like it's is, going out of stock. The good news is you got a, The good news is Howard, you were able to acquire it before the Smithfields closed down their big pork processing facility. Yeah. Um, so is it, um, it? Does it help that I rub it in the grass before I cook it? <laughs> is that plant based a little bit? <laughs> it makes it plant scented. Yeah, it's plant scented. <laughs> it tastes like poop. The uh, sure. so. Wow, this is, but I'm more, and we're going to come back and end on food. So now everybody knows what you do um, today. And full disclosure, we're like uh, going to be LPs uh, personally in the fund. So uh, kudos. So Borthwick introduced us, right? And then your your small world is, you went to high school with Jan Von Eck, one of our our good friends in LP. I sure did. Many, many moons ago. So triangulated that. That's pretty weird. The world is small. Okay. So now let's get to the important thing. This show's about panic. So, uh, and my listeners are like traders, investors, venture capitalists, friends, uh, founders. I took some Valium before the call, so I'm already. Yeah. So, oh, great. I took an Adderall and you took a Valium. (laughs) So, uh, one of us, Knute, you may take over the whole show. You may interview yourself, Knute, for the last half of this show. I think my heart's okay. (laughs) So, Let's talk about, let's talk about, I mean, you were a great founder. So, so for people that, that I was telling before you came on, you guys started movie phone. How did that start? Um, it was actually, what got you into the internet business? Sorry, you were going to ask me. Yeah. So the internet business happened because of movie phone. Um, and movie phone started in 89. I was a year or two out of Columbia business school and my buddy and I were very frustrated with particular movie going experience, calling the theaters, getting busy signals like folks our age remember back in the day. Um, and then, um, we said, why is there just like one number you can call and give you all the movie information? Unbelievable. How high were you guys? Yeah, we weren't at all, actually. You weren't? Because we all had the same idea at the same time, the yeah, same you know, year, it, eating a Domino's it, it pizza from a bad ones. buzz. 
That was I agree. It's one of the great ones that everybody goes, man, why didn't I have that no, idea? No, we all had that idea. You just followed up on it. You yeah, woke so up sober it. and followed up on it. That's right. And so it was the first interactive telephone system. Unbelievable. So it was pre-internet. Yeah, pre-internet. So it was 89. And then what happened, frankly, is um, the call volume was exploding. People, you know, it was, exploding. It was a regular local call. So we were getting like two, three million calls a week. Everybody Unbelievable. How were you marketing that? So the real, one of the real geniuses. So you had just graduated Columbia Business School? Yeah, I was a year and a half out. Okay. So one of the real amazing things that we ended up figuring out is back in that day, the theaters used to hate the newspapers because the theaters were being charged by the newspapers to have all the movie listings in the paper. And they thought that was unfair. Hence the death of newspapers. Lesson learned. Well, you don't, they don't charge for TV listings back in the day. So okay. they were like, why do, why do we not, why does NBC not pay and we pay? So what ended up happening was we created, um, we found a reason for the theaters to promote us. And, but for that, I'm not sure the service ever would have worked. So the hack was the newspapers were so dumb. They made your business. Correct. And so what happened was that we agreed to what they were worried about is that movie phone would charge them for their showtime information. So we agreed to never charge them to distribute their showtime information to our audiences. But in return for that, they had to put our quote public awareness messages on their screens. Oh. And those and those were done as a public awareness oh, my Lord. let the community know Genius. that if you've ever gotten a busy signal or you didn't have a newspaper handy, now there's a number to call, 777-FILM or whatever it was in your local market, um, and you can get your information faster than ever, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and then we started introducing Touchstone, which no one had done at the time. Like dial one for... Yeah, exactly. You know, put in the first three letters of the movie title, whatever. So your Maybe biggest no expense was the phone company. So our biggest expense in terms of, yeah, our real infrastructure was <laughs> all those hunting lines uh, attached to 777 film and all the different area codes oh, in the your country. bill must have been redonkulous back in the Yeah, day. Certainly, certainly back then. But the good news was, you know, just like the internet later on, people figure out ways to market the product without spending a ton. We were spending a ton creating or producing and printing these trailers effectively and sending them out to movie theaters, but we didn't pay for any of the time. And every single person watching a movie is a moviegoer. Unbelievable. And they all want to know about movie films. So that was like, that was like a, a big moment. Then we took the company public in 94. Um, we had already been online at about 92. What, what was the ticker symbol? Uh, what was the ticker symbol? M-F-O-N. M-F-O-N. And huh. uh, on Mofo. NASDAQ. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mofo, that would have been good. And uh, then we ended up... Uh, uh, growing the business took it to about the top 20 markets. The internet was starting to happen, obviously. What was the we peak market cap, do you remember? Well, the peak market cap is when we sold the company to AOL. Oh, got it. Okay, so yeah. so keep going. So 94. So you never, was it a hit from the start? Was there ever panic in the business other than growth? No, there was panic because what was happening was we were having the growth and mm-hmm. we hadn't yet mastered what the heck is the revenue stream got it. Um, that's paying for all this traffic. And eventually what we realized and what the studios embraced was everybody calling movie phone was a movie goer. Maybe we could kind of take a radio spot, turn it into 15 seconds instead of 30 and have it be the first thing that people hear when they call movie phone. And so you sold pre-rolls. Correct. So we were, so we were a captive audience. They had to stick through that. Exactly. And then the, the real last piece of the movie phone story was we then 
because we were we had touchtone technology, we knew what ad we were playing for every call, and we knew what movie people were selecting, and we knew ultimately what people were buying a ticket for as well. And so we actually were seeing a huge conversion to whatever the advertised movie was. So the studios could justify their buy based on the conversion we were getting in 1993 on an interactive telephone call. Oh, so we could Lord. see it. So we could see that the you advertising was getting a You had heart problems because you were eating steak and smoking cigars every day, counting your money once that happened. But well, once that happened, once we figured that out with the studio. So big deal. You're 28 your years old and you're, and you're on top of the world. Yeah, it was good. It was a good run. And then in 99, there was a big bidding war between uh, AOL and Barry Diller's USA Networks at the time and Microsoft and Yahoo all trying to buy movie phone. Uh-huh. And, um, who convinced you? Who, so who did you meet with on that deal? Was it the old man? Who was it? Was it you from which which from, from which AOL? AOL. Who who yeah, did I mean, that every, deal? Everybody, 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 everybody. And uh, and same with Diller's World. And it was uh, it was really amazing. And I I don't know. The stock was trading at like seventeen, eighteen bucks. Next thing you knew, we were like twenty five, twenty six bucks. And then we sold the company for I think twenty nine dollars and fifty cents a share. Um, to AOL, and that was a value of about three hundred ninety million bucks. And that was in eighty. That was in ninety nine. 99, yeah. Top fucking tick, dude. Yeah, and of course, every all the tech friends then said, wow, man, you guys really called the market, as if that had anything to do I with it. I know it didn't. So did you make some mistakes right after that? Uh, Meaning, did you pull money out, or did you put it in yeah, the internet so I stocks? Actually, I had actually, I had one of the co-founders of Movie Phone's uh, family was actually very well known in the financial industry in the city, and they were very uh, risk averse and uh-huh. I learned a lot from them. And so as soon as we, our lockups were up, uh-huh. I basically got rid of everything. Um, and so some might say that's lucky, but I guess at the same time I was like, yeah, good, look, this is a good enough run. Let's just take this. Good lesson. You know? Good lesson uh, for people. It's like, you know, obviously if you're a momentum person, you know, your biggest losses come at the end. You right. were like, all right, maybe I'm not that smart and, and I made and enough money. Forget, and, and don't forget, too, a lot of people would see it as something that was new, but the reality was it, it was wasn't. old. It was old. We've been doing movie phone for 10, 11, 12 years already. Yeah. So if you haven't monetized yet, maybe you should, especially if you just had a bidding war between four gigantic companies. Um, so that's anyhow, So that's what I did. And um, so I didn't have any of the big wounds that other people had um, through that Got whole dot com problem. Um, and that was, uh, but that was a. A big run for me, and then I ran a company in New York City called Mimeo.com, which sure. was online printing and overnight delivery of documents. And uh, and then I uh, met the young fellow who had started the company Tough Mutter for all the crazy. That's the Harvard kid. I was just talking about him. That that same class was Cloudflare. That guy's made a fortune. Yeah, yep. and yeah. Um, he's not and Jewish, then, uh, right? How can Tough then, Mutter be a Jew? No, <laughs> he's not, right? <laughs> No, it wasn't. Exactly. Um, he's a British man. And uh, it ended up that we, uh, and then I stayed there for three, four years. Uh, we took it to all these different countries in the world. Oh, my God. That company that, is massive. And then what happened was, is it was during that time that I, I was eating plant-based. And mm-hmm. Were you um, doing those mother races? Of course. Oh, so you you can't, can't really run the company without doing the races. Um, I could. I would just eat bacon at the starting line. And I'd yeah, eat them at the end with would, bacon. Yeah, a little turkey bacon at before yeah. and real bacon at the end. Yeah, you'd have a trouble re- leading the company. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. And then, the, and then what happened was we, uh, uh, I was re- found out my heart disease was reversing, um, and that was a big deal. Um, so we actually saw in my arteries that the clogged wow. the restrictions were beginning to basically disappear. 
Um, and the only thing that had changed in my life was what I was eating. Still same job, same family, same home, same. It's all food. It's all fucking food. I joke around about this. I'm the worst, and I gotta once and I gotta commit. Yeah, the, no, it's, a so big deal. I, it's a big deal. This this. This is, it's the biggest deal. As someone who just rode 100 miles this weekend. Yeah. I mean, and like, it's still terrible. can't it's lose terrible. weight. It's, it's all my diet. It's all diet. It, it's, so I used, to, I used to favor the fitness side of the house, no, um, which was it's actually a waste why of I got involved with Tough Mudder. It's not a waste of time, Howard. A waste it's of time for a Jewish do, guy. But, we should be yelling people, and eating right. That's what we should for, be doing. For That's most a Jewish people, workout. For most people, the best advantage is going to come from what they're putting in their bodies. For sure. Um, and, and the reality is we can argue about which is the best thing to eat, but there's less. You, you'd, you'd go really, you, you'd have to look really hard to find a study that says any vegetable or yeah. plant yeah. other than maybe an allergen, like a peanut for those who are allergic to peanuts yeah. is worse to eat a little bit of, yeah. <laughs> um, everybody benefits in some way. If someone has a heart disease in their family, propensity for heart disease, even colorectal cancers and a couple of other things, certainly diabetes, the, the more you're consuming whole food plants, the better off you're going to be. And I wanted to live longer. And uh, that's why I uh, I did what I did. And you lose a teeny bit of weight. I frankly feel stronger and better. Yeah, and I, I, I meet vegetarians. They're not thin. So it's not about weight. It's just yeah, about... Yeah, well, they can be... But the, the people that are really vegan, right, they can be eating bad food, right? Yeah. It just could be bad It's like food. my daughter, when she was not eating, uh, what do you call it, when she was that other thing with uh, gluten. She wasn't thin. You could still right. eat fucking potatoes and oil and just look like shit. Exactly. Or you can eat a lot of Swedish fish, right? Those are vegan. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, right, can it put that on the list? We need more Swedish fish. <laughs> no no <laughs> Swedish fish. Is there a Norwegian fish? Why don't the fucking Norwegians copy that Yeah, shit? it's called Gravlax. It's it's called Ludafisk and Gravlax. I mean, you Norwegians, you miss out on every fucking trend. We have got our own, Nokia. but nobody adopts them. They got Sweden's like not even, they're letting people roam the street COVID all over the place. And you got Norway. And see what good you, Nothing comes out of Norway. <laughs> yeah. All right, we well, got diecrash. And by the way, you brought up colon, which is the word of the day. As soon as you bring yeah. up colon, things go Thank downhill you. here. Thank because you. Because I'm fascinated by the colon. Well, the, uh, not mine. Well, kind of mine. But the fact is, it's everything. What you put yeah. in, and how, uh, as someone who had, uh, um, in November, I had a emergency uh, stomach, what did I have? I uh, blocked bowel. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Obstruction. <laughs> Obstruction. Dude, Adam? Yeah. I can't even tell you. Did you have your bacon that morning? No, I don't eat bacon. That's the thing. Like, I joke about bacon. I, my wife brought me bacon. She's trying to kill me. It's a very subtle plot. <laughs> She knows where everything is because she's listening to these podcasts. I leave little tips, and she's just piecing it all together. It's all hers. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, just going to keel over with an, an oil. And by the way, I'll have third degree burns from the oil tipping on me too. So they go, <laughs> what, what killed him? The bacon or the oil? So, uh, so one last question on movie. When we talk about food for the rest of the episode in the future, um, sure. in, in the pandemic, is how did you decide who's the voice? No, the Seinfeld, so when was the Seinfeld episode with Kramer and movie? That was about, about, about 96. So that was fucking, you guys had to love that. Yeah, we did love that. We didn't think it was real at first. Um, but um, that, the, the Was voice, it Kramer that did movie? What was the episode? No, yeah, no, yeah Kramer, and Kramer was pretending to be Mr. Movie Phone. Yeah, he uh, set up a side business, Knut, to be correct. fucking well, movie he, phone. He changed his phone number. I have not seen that episode. I got to see that. Yeah, he changed his fucking with Seinfeld. He changed That's his phone right. number and, and was taking rerouting calls and giving correct. out movie times. 
Well, he could, yeah, well, he was saying that he had you know, so many people calling him, and he realized what it was, and then uh, Seinfeld realized what it is in the episode, and he's like, there, you know, your number's 3455, and 3456 spells film, so people are calling 777-FILM, and they're getting you, and they're misdialing by one digit, and they're getting you, and then Kramer just thought that was amazing. That so. is how did they come up with that story? Did I you get, know. did you have to like, you didn't care. Did they ever call you? Yeah, of course they called. Okay, so, so they, they called, called, uh, they called my partner in LA who happened to be the, the voice of movie phone, a guy named okay. Russ Leatherman. And then Russ called me in New York and he said, I got this call from these folks, the producers at Seinfeld. They say they want to do a show and they want to, want us to tell us a little bit about it because they want my voice to be part of the show at the very end, oh. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And uh, I remember we demanded that they send us the script for the show. Oh, um, that's worth a we fortune. Very con- well, you were worried. We were also worried maybe... They could misrepresent phone- you, correct. No, or, or maybe, I don't know, maybe they happen to get a busy signal on movie phone and then like, you know, everybody said, movie phone is busy all the time. I don't know. Okay. So... Uh, we asked, they did want to use my partner's voice for part of the episode. Yeah, so I remember. They needed, so they needed us to say okay. And a few minutes later, the fax machine was going off. This was like 95, 96. And um, we get the whole script of the episode. And I'm reading it and I'm going like, this is unbelievable. Um, and obviously we helped them. And uh, Seinfeld was popular already then. Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld was very popular, and movie phone was very popular. The reason why that episode came right, up you were pop culture. You were part of the exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah. all the L.A. and New York-based writers for the show were like, you know, that this would be funny. Um, so you know, that was good. It was Dude, uh, it was a good. What run. a run! It's just fucking great. To t- I know you're bored of telling the story, but no one's heard this story in my group, so uh, I appreciate that. So no okay, so so. Uh, all right, let's talk about the future here. Food sure. food tipped. So the pandemic, like you and I were t- chatting with my partners the other day, and it's just like nothing stopped. Like I was saying that like you got the barstool guy doing like uh, open, like he's eating pizza, fr- frozen, he's doing frozen pizza reviews every day. And I had a frozen pizza and it's be- I haven't had a frozen pizza in 20 years. It was better than any 90% of the restaurants I go to. Right, right, right. So yeah. in a world where they can make that taste good, they got to be able to be doing crazy stuff that Gather is interested in. Yeah, plus, so plus, I sorry, yeah, plus I you have delivery and you have all the yeah. yield management software. So where, where's your sweet spot? What are you looking at at Gather? So I'll, I'll tell you what I'm not going to look at, right? You're not going to play in the world of what they call the center of the plate proteins in particular around the red beef, right? You have Impossible Food and Beyond hundreds of millions of dollars that have already been invested in those companies, um, that's going to be a bit of an arms race. Um, so I don't think... Well, the table stakes to even now get in that space is ridiculous. But they opened the... They right. opened, they, but they also expanded the, the, the... What you call it? The canopy of, of, yeah. of, of your mind. Yeah. Meaning, I exactly. can't even... I, exactly. Why do I want to eat a salt burger? Salt veggie burger. <laughs> There's no way that's healthier than a burger. I, yeah, I, I'm no. going to go to. My, I'm going to try. I'm going to. I'm going to pull a Trump there and just go fuck that. I think it's a. Yeah, it's a con. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you where there's a there's a lot of interest for me at least. One is. Um, there's a lot going on right now, and this was before um, this whole crisis with coronavirus. But there was a lot going on with frozen food, in particular in the better for you whole plant based product line and where it wasn't um so much a uh like a blue apron or a purple carrot but it's more actually the you know we would have said in the old days the swanson's tv dinner except nowadays we know that when we freeze vegetables 
um, they actually retain more of the nutrition when they're flash frozen than if you were to go get them fresh in the marketplace seven days later because all the lettuce in New York is coming from California. Yeah. Um, so uh, this area of like prepared frozen food, yeah. the quality of the food now is, so as you better. were saying, so much better. And so the newbies and the millennials outside of our generation, Can't blame them. They, don't, have they don't. Exactly. They don't remember the Swanson's TV dinner. They don't know what that is, right? Yeah. So they, they are much more in tune with this. And that's led to lots of little businesses, you know, that are even plant-based, such as Daily Harvest, um, which is all around the country now, and Hungry Root and several others. So I think there's still a lot to play in prepared, frozen delivery along a whole spectrum of, you know, the best nutritional value that's plant-based and maybe some that's also heavily processed, uh, the premium points and also the price points that are lower. I think there's also a lot of play in baked goods. So every baked? time... Baked goods. So think about everything in the bakery. No, I'm section. saying like like these, these pizzas are theoretically baked goods. Exactly. They, but, like but, the, but, the dough is pretty damn. I mean, I'm a dough. This is why my 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 weak point is dough. Yeah. So when you when when they got to the point, I mean, forget gluten free, but the, but for the moment, but when the when the breads are being made without uh, any of the butters in particular, uh-huh. um, they actually can replicate them pretty damn well now. Uh-huh. So you're creating these vegan pizza crusts, vegan pies. Yeah, I've heard these cauliflower crusts. Exactly. And um, so with all that happening, there's a lot um, that's going to, I think, move into baked goods, right? Whether it's uh, uh, cakes and Frozen baked goods or or just baked goods? (laughs) Frozen baked or... Or, or baked? No, seriously. Like people deliver the frozen baked, or is it baked and? No, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be mostly. I think about it as baked goods that you would get at the at the market. Got it. Um, I think it's also going to move into grab and go snacks. So, like when I, as someone who eats only plant based stuff, you know, I walk into the Seven Eleven or the Cumberland Farms or any other convenience store at a gas station. Good luck finding anything quick other than a banana um, that doesn't have either butter or egg in it. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of uh, play in that arena. I think actually the biggest area is going to be in the services to support this transition to plant-based. So, for instance, um, you know, it's the old joke about you got 10 blocks of real estate in Manhattan, you got 10 different developers, who do you bet on? And the answer is oh, you bet on the guy who's providing the cranes and the picks and the shovels. Sure. Right? So um, there's a whole infrastructure that's just not there for plant-based foods. I mean, as of this moment, there's only one real factory in the United States that's focused on making plant-based proteins um, in a finished form. Um, Even Beyond Meat probably is still to this day using for most of their production a beef processing plant. Um, That goes against a lot of the grain of what they're trying to do. So I think there's a lot of things on the ingredient side. I think there's some tech that's uh, in seed development, uh, creating even more hardy seeds for hardier plants, greater fibers, protein content, et cetera. Uh, I think there's a lot that's going to happen uh, in that arena. I also think there's going to be programs that develop. So think of, you know, the old Weight Watchers to the new Noom, but now focused instead of on weight loss, focused on wellness. Um, yeah. Because I, I think the younger generation, you know, body shaming is big taboo. Um, and I don't think that everybody's thinking about getting skinnier. I think everybody's thinking about being healthier. Just and feeling better about themselves. Even the Chinese, I had a good VC on Jeff Richards, and he was just saying it's even a big trend in China. Yeah. So I, um, the services side and infrastructure, education and programs around plant-based. It's even bigger. going to be another big area. Yeah. Cause they're, 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 they're better like, margins, you know, less yeah, aggravation. Exactly. Exactly. Better it's like margin. finance. It's like, okay, you got the, you've got the Uber of trading in Robinhood. Now it's about teaching people. 
Exactly. Once exactly. you take the costs out and the margins, are, you know, once other people can make money in the food industry, now it's really just about education and pointing people. Yeah, well, and that's why, that's why the, right, the first thing I did is called the beat.com, which is just B-E-E-T. And the beat is basically designed not to be a zealot, but to help people who are interested in eating more plants. Oh, when did you start that? Should. We started that uh, almost a year ago, I guess. And so it's uh, um, just kind of like an information site? It's more. It's actually, I look at it as being... Um, the medical information, community and content, along with news, curated and aggregated. And then I do think ultimately it's going to create various different kinds of marketplace opportunities. So like like me with my podcast and all my writing, it's it's to help gather in general, gather ventures in general and all the so companies in your it's portfolio. Not, it's, not to, it's not to help gather. It happens to be one of the three investments that Gather oh, started out got with. got it, got it. Because um, you don't I just do invest. You're kind of operate. You do it a little different. Like we're writing... 12, 12 checks a year, you're writing right. less and taking bigger right. chunks and doing right. more. Yeah, I tend to get in the seed round um, and tend to lead and tend to get heavily involved, certainly for the first year. So I'm really looking in that entrepreneur's eyes and saying, hmm, can this guy or gal get this thing to where it needs to go, whether it's profitability to the next milestones that will generate real capital to yeah. help them build their machine. And, and I give them real time. I spend like four or five hours a week. No, I know. You're, I, you're doing it for the joy, kind of like us. We're like, we like to sit with our entrepreneurs and actually exactly. be able to help. We're not just looking to make a buck. I mean, it, exactly. it's all about making a buck but what, what, and, and, and making your investors money, but it's about finding people that you can actually chip in. And your passion is obviously this for the last 15 years. This is your passion. Correct. 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 And um, so tech is not your thing anymore. Yeah, tech and media are kind of now what I'll call a supporting role yeah, in the Gather Ventures exactly. journey, right? So, I mean, it's just the in the background. Media, it's just part the of the media site, right? I have yeah. to have a lot of content. We tell people which vegan restaurants to go to and which restaurants have vegan options and things like that. But, you know, it's not going to be a be all and end all from the media. It's going to be from the other things that come off of the, the network that we build. Um, you know, whether it be a food marketplace for plant based objects, whether it be a whole mess of other things from even plant-based certifications to plant-based conferences if coronavirus ever goes away to anything along those lines. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. And there's, there's even cooking classes, there's recipe things, there's meal planners, mm -hmm. there's a ton of stuff. And what's the average age that's interested in this? So it's very interesting. It's got this kind of like, um, it's got these two segments. It's got the younger people. Mm -hmm. um, who are kind of 25 to 35, and mm -hmm. I say a lot of them, really focused on the environmental issues. Mm. Um, and then you have the other group, which is really like the 45 to 55, um, who's more focused on their own health issues yeah. um, as opposed to the health of the planet. I mean, the good news is that, you know, the more plants you're consuming, the better you're doing for both of these things, human health and the planet. So, um, you know, we're indifferent. Um, there's also a lot of people that are really against right animal cruelty of all kinds yeah. or animal use and testing so those are the three big audiences but in terms of the age groups it's kind of that you know 25 to 35 and then again the 45 to 55 and interestingly for different reasons there are somewhat more women um that come to like to be um but that's to be expected when you're talking about food right who's buying the food yeah, who's in charge of the household yeah exactly yeah. so but when kids uh, are given a choice like i look at my son i kind of it's like the indian at the side of the road when garbage is thrown at him in the old commercial when we were younger it's like i look at my son's he's not he hasn't disconnected his debit card so i see like what he eats and i just shed a tear what whereas the other kids 
who maybe have money and like he doesn't have money so he eats what he can and you know ramen kind of kid and then fast food and and then the kids who make a little bit of money if that's their only choice and going out is expensive they're going to discover this stuff and they're going to yeah. eat it at home and they're going to yeah. order it and this well, is look, the phenomenon this, this, this whole crisis is doing a lot i think i mean i'm i'm not i mean i feel i'll be honest i feel a little bit guilty during this whole period of time because there's going to be more and more interested in the things that I'm doing. Yeah, frankly, got a little lucky. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's okay to be lucky. I mean. I mean, you can't, you know, like I said. Listen, I, you know, if you don't spend a lot of plates and work hard, you can't get lucky, right? Right, so. right, right. We just, uh, you know, sometimes I wake up and I just keep saying the same thing. I'm like, what did I do? So we're just like trying to be nice because it's like, so far I've been lucky. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm like, I never liked the hotel business or the travel business. I did travel, <laughs> but I never liked it. So it's like, I'm not shedding a tear. But well, you have a situation now where there's not only this huge movement away from, you know, animal-based stuff and more to plant-based for the reasons we discussed, but, um, you know, food itself is also heavily recession-proof. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, so you got to have three uh, meals a day and you got to have your snacks and food yeah, I mean, is just, just say, look, taking look, off. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a bit of luck in everything that um, we do. So uh, that's, uh, that's, where, that's where I'm... I'm happy I'm focused, um, and I just hope we can all get out of being hunkered down one day. And are you sole part, sole GP? I am. I am a sole GP. Uh, I think a lot of my friends said you do your first fund. It's probably going to be that way unless you know someone who's been doing it and can add a hell of a lot of supplemental value to you um, and that you want to marry because yep. uh, it is a marriage. So, uh, yeah, for the moment at least, it's uh, it's a sole GP. But, you know, by the time we get hopefully to fund two or fund three, I hope that Gather creates an ecosystem of plant-based investing and uh, hopefully there'll be some other partners along with me. And, yeah, that, that uh, I think that, that I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll have you back post, uh, once you get uh, some more investments going in the food space, but it's, it's definitely something that interests us as a firm and um, it's definitely, like you said, it's something that there's like a trigger and this might've just set off a whole bunch, the COVID might've set off a whole bunch of new trends, you know, bad for restaurants, bad for malls, uh, right. you know, maybe bad for social gathering, but at the same time, food is a gathering thing and whether you're doing it at home over like uh, delivered, you know, plant-based or, or other stuff, where will you draw the line? So you're doing plant-based, but you're also doing picks and shovels, correct? Yeah, so yeah. The, 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 the real area that you have to focus on or that I focus on is um, where do you draw the line in terms of um, really human health? Um, so I'll play in anything that is helping the humans and uses plants to get there. Mm -hmm. um, but for instance, you know, as, if there was a new guy that came up with a new kind of Swedish fish, it might be plant-based, but I'm not, I'm not investing in a Swedish fish Got it. company because that's probably not good for human health, you know, nor yeah. is... Knut sent me a note life. saying he had an idea, so I'll just tell him not to call you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but, Sorry, but, you know, but there are, you know, there's a, there's a whole spectrum, right? There's a lot of people that really are really orthodox about plant-based food eating and they don't want to have any processed foods, so they're only eating whole food stuff, right? Then you have things like the Beyond Meats and the Impossible Foods and others, which are processed, some with GMO, some without GMO, uh, et cetera, which is all plant-based, but you know, it's not using the whole food in all regards, it's using components uh, of the food, um, which is different than eating the whole food. So, um, but it needs to be healthy, and then there's a couple of things like, you know, not to get too much into the weeds, but you know, if you're developing heart disease or it's in your family, you don't want to be having coconut. Um, hmm. A ton of saturated fat in coconut, and most people don't know that, so there's a lot of 
vegan-based even ice creams that are coming out that are coconut-based. I'm not going to invest in that because it's not going to help, you know, a third of the people that will die in an average year in the United States are dying of heart disease, and that's not going to be helping them. Um, So it might be great for the other 67% of the people, but I don't want to feed it to the people that are on a path to heart disease or stroke and they don't even know about it. So I try to stay away from some foods like that as well. And the beat, did you start or someone came to you? So yeah, what happened was I did, I was starting the beat, um, and I I first thought maybe that was going to be what I was going to do. That's uh-huh. how I was going to create commercial activity in the plant based ecosystem. And as I got started in it, I realized I was meeting all these other yeah, entrepreneurs in the pitched, space. And yeah. I was like, I was like, wait, this is great. I don't I don't want to do just the beat. I'm going to go hire some people to do the beat. Maybe get a partner or two to do, yeah. which I did. Um, and then after that, why don't I maybe just diversify across this whole ecosystem? But do it in a way that, as you were just referring earlier, that I think would be taking some advantage of some of the values I could add, such as you know being a three-time entrepreneur, actually rolling up your sleeves and getting dirty in there, as opposed to just having a monthly board call meeting. Yeah. So it evolved into that, and then uh, my ownership in the beat was obviously part of my contribution into Gather Ventures, um, and I had written some other checks for some other things, and those are all in the fund as well. So the beat really started as what I thought would be my path to plant-based commercialization, and I ended up only being a part of it, but a critical part because it gave me exposure to this whole knowledge of all of this ecosystem that's developing with a lot of young entrepreneurs who, frankly, unlike tech and media, you know, a lot of the plant-based entrepreneurs, they come from culinary backgrounds. They come from the hospitality industry. They don't have a huge network of, you know, yeah. moms, dads, they don't, uncles. They don't read TechCrunch, so yeah. They don't read, yeah, they don't read TechCrunch. They don't under, They don't know a lot about business for the most part. Um, right. So that's a thing that you're going to overcome, but that's kind of where you can really help them. Exactly. They must that's why be so that's, thrilled. That's why it all kind of, in. you know, yeah. one thing led to another after a few months of, you know, going around the country and meeting with the entrepreneurs and saying, oh, I get it. I can actually keep my hands dirty. But the problem is, if you're going to get involved in a few things heavily, you're only doing three a year. You're not yeah. doing 12. Yep. Um, so no, that's how it, it ended. I love it. It's unique. That's what stood out to me. Uh, I appreciate the old stories, man. Um, it is, uh, it's a different type of panic, what you went through, but uh, I call it the hockey stick panic. It's Ugh. just like... You can't go to sleep. You can't do that part-time. You're all in 100%. No, 100%. 120%. And, and you know what? There's you know no life. Really, there was no life. And, there was just, and, there was just movie film set ski. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something that's really nice about the journey, which is I've already run into... I have, I have a few LPs who only after they heard my story went to the doctor and said, I want to get a CT scan of my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two of the LPs who mm-hmm. have now found out they have onset of heart disease they were asymptomatic like me they had no idea um you know so at least now they're armed with the information they can make their own choices right do they want to load up on statins then maybe they want to eat a few more plants maybe they want to do a bit of both you know and that's a really great feeling because you know it's a lurking kind of monster in a lot of people um and they so you're all for knowing you're all for just knowing i'm anti-knowing but you're all for knowing no you gotta know you gotta know what to think Howard, how can you choose not to know what the things you can make a change The way to? I look at 54, what's the point of me staying around much longer? There's nothing for a guy like me. You want to, what are you talking about? What happened? Yeah, I'm going to be lonely. Be I got hair, hair everywhere. Hair. I got no hair on top. Exactly. You'll never be able to see the hair on your ears if you don't it live in It doesn't matter. No one wants to see me. I got Canute. That's it. I'm one Swedish fish away from being alone. How do you guys know each other? We went to ASU together. 
No way. Yeah, we used to just get hammered. He was a Oslo exchange student. Wow. Yeah, he taught me a lot of nasty words in Norwegian. Yeah. So we I'm could sure do a whole podcast where we just offend everybody yeah, in five I'm different sure. languages. The um, sorry, can you? you were I may eat some Norwegian fish too. Norwegian fish, yeah. That's all that whale oil shit. You had all the healthcare stuff, like the the blubber oil and, and oh, everything. Yeah. The um, so yeah, Knut and I go way back. Um, he's amazing. been he's been investing with us for over twenty. 30 years since we started, since every, the first harebrained idea I had, Knut was in the, cause we went to ASU, which was like DeVry of business right. school. So it's like, the ideas weren't good coming out of ASU. I have an idea for a sandal. Like those were our ideas. I think I can make sand bigger. Like ASU did not have good business plans, right? Our plans were stupid. I have a tanning salon idea. Uh, so we weren't like the best business school, but we survived and, uh, and, and Knut and I have had some good investments. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, wait, can you, you, did you grow up in Norway or, or yeah. you are Norwegian? No, I'm born and wow. raised in Norway. I've, I've lived uh, almost half my life here in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. He goes wow. back and forth. I go, I've been going back and forth, but he's been the last 20, 22 years in a row now. Wow. Yeah. 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 It was a big exchange thing back in the day in the 80s and 90s. I tried going we back 80s. and they didn't want me to send me back over it here. All I don't know what's going on. It was all Norwegian exchange students at the time. Wow. Why yeah. do I have a feeling that he's taller than you, Howard? He's so tall. I'm only 6'6". Six, six. He has a very long heart. It's only 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> so, uh, so be well, and uh, I really Thanks. appreciate your time. That's a great story, and I think you're at the right. I mean, it's so obvious. This is just a massive phenomenon, and Impossible and Beyond are like two of like the sexy stories in the space, but it's like early, it's right. early days. You kind of need those. If the, the, the heavy lifting they did, good and bad, is just good for the industry. They got the distribution and people's imagination going. Yeah, and they're not they're not horrific. It's not like vaping, where the the industry is going to implode no, on their no. idea, right? Like they're expanding the idea, whereas you know they're bringing in the ninety nine percent of people that wouldn't yeah. otherwise even give it a yeah. try. Yeah, uh, so so they're they they were the the pioneers, or what do you call them? The people, the explorers that kind of you know were part of that process. And to those people, get they, they get early riches like movie foam. But now the heavy lifting in the in the in the next phase of the food, the plant. In the education come. Good timing. They sure do. Timing's That's everything. I have to get to work. All right. Good timing. Thanks, Adam. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Did you hear my did you hear my dog? You were talking about being, you know, animals and I couldn't say anything mean about animals. My my puppy's in my lap the right. whole show. First yeah, time. It was a puppy noises, podcast. But, you know, it's, it's no, that was me. Oh, that was, but I blame oh, it on the puppy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's how sick I am that you thought those were dog noises. <laughs> That's how bad my internals are. That is, that's horrible. Yeah. You, that's just why I talk about my colon all the time. You, you thought that was a dog. You should go that in for a, for a weekly CT scan of your bowels. I went in for a weekly, I went in for a CT scan and they came back. It was just gray. It just came back. There was like a yolk, a little piece of yolk on one of my arteries. Huh. I was like, yeah, just looks like an egg. Right. At this point, my cholesterol came back at 7,200. And I said, I don't know. I didn't even want to ask if that's good or bad. I don't know. No, no, no. 72 what? Yeah, and in the <laughs> at the end of my uh, report sure. was like uh, uh, ads for a funeral and, and caskets. Well, you know, the tar- so that's targeting. Tar- targeting. That's it's totally targeting. Important. You get your heart report yeah. back and it gives you like Morty's you know, After 45 uh, days of, of bacon, you should really go do another cholesterol taste and see if, see if it really matters. I haven't gone to the bathroom in seven days. I think it's related to the well, bacon. Thank you for sharing. Really yeah, appreciate yeah, these yeah. Uh, tidbits burp, of information from you. If I burp today, it's going to smell like meat. 
at this point. <laughs> okay, on that note, we will be back soon with another Panic with Friends.